Hey y'all, it's Danielle, and welcome to episode 41 of Ain't No Free Lunch. This week, Tykeen and I talk about how the wonderful world of sports are back. The WNBA, the NBA, the MLB are all in the mix, and the NFL is on its way? Maybe? Well, from the bubble to social activism to wondering how this is all going to play out post-COVID-19, we recount what it's been like to have sports back for one week. (laughs) It's been a minute. All right, y'all. Let's eat. We laugh. I'm so glad that you're back to do that because I don't know if you heard last week when I attempted to do it, it wasn't cute. I mean, sometimes everybody doesn't have every gift, Danielle. Oh my goodness. <clears throat> I just know how to appropriately stay in my lane. That's Ooh. all I gotta say. See, it would have been wrong if I said that, but since you said it, I hey, I support you staying between the the dotted lines. <laughs> Let me just acknowledge that you do something better than I do, and we'll move on from there. So, you're back. That's great. We missed you. Shout out to my mom for holding it down. Shout out Mama Green. Oh, y'all, she was so nervous. It was the most precious thing I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) She also thought Melissa was, like, listening to us. Like, in in the studio. Um, and I was like, no, uh, we ship this out to Melissa. And she, she edits from, from afar. And she was like, oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> Shout out Melissa Vaughn. Thanks for doing our audio production. Melissa Vaughn, Heather Dawn. <laughs> Hi, how are you? So, the NBA is back. Baseball it, is back. Training camp starts for the NFL. Do we have sports back? I think so, but I'm... I'm not, I'm hella concerned. I think also the NHL is coming back, right? They have like two bubbles or something like that. Yeah. Um, I don't really follow the NHL. I don't either, but it was, you know, on my news app. So (laughs) I saw it. (laughs) I can't really speak on it, but I think they have two bubbles. But yeah, so the NBA came back, what, last night? And then. Yeah, I'm sorry. The WNBA, like they came roaring back. Yeah, that was two weeks ago, a week ago. I don't know. I watched opening day. I watched all three games that they first had. And that was, I I don't know. I think I texted you. I texted probably E. I texted Amber T. There's only one T here. Oh my gosh. I texted Talita. Thank you. Anyway, I texted them and I was just like, yo, the WNBA is turning up. I'm here for it. I'm so excited to see it. The WNBA turning up like this is, like, absolutely nothing. So first, let's backtrack. Like, what happened? What did the WNBA do when they came back? Yeah, so the first thing, like, during the national anthem, while everybody else is kneeling, the WNBA players walked out. Right. So, and this is the thing. So, like, point of clarification, because I forget the woman who's, like, the sideline reporter, but she said that they walked out of the stadium prior to the start of the national anthem and the the like I guess the speakers or the announcers got it wrong she said they didn't walk out during the national anthem they just weren't on the court so they were like oh the national anthem's coming okay we about to go back into the locker room and then you know how the national media does they (laughs) 
they turn up and everybody said that they, they, they walked out. But there was a hell of a lot of things that they did also. Yeah. I mean, so something that I'm like really inspired by is Maya Moore, mm-hmm. who is arguably the best player in the WNBA. She like she's she's not playing, correct? Yeah, no, she's not playing. But the, the craziest thing about it is that Maya Moore didn't just announce that she wasn't playing because of coronavirus. Like, this is her second season, I think, that she's sitting out. She had a child last season. Right. So this is their, her second season out. So the season before this was with Jonathan Irons, yes. right? And so she believed that he was wrongfully convicted. Turns out he was wrongfully convicted. She sat out, I think, the 2018 season to work around that. And then she sat out... No, she sat out the 2019 season. And then the 2020. And then the 2020 season. So even before... But she made that decision, like, in January. Yeah. Like, before coronavirus had even Before this was popular, right? Right. Before anything... George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, any of that. She was just like, you know what? I'm taking this seat. I'm sitting it out. Before your favorite company curated a perfect Black Lives Matter statement that went back to normal? Uh, What's my favorite company? I was just saying. Oh, okay. (laughs) Pick one. (laughs) Before all of the companies, you mean. (laughs) But yeah, so, like, Maya has just decided that she was going to dedicate her life to social justice. Now, she didn't say that she was retiring. She has not officially retired. She just said that she's going to take some time off and work on this initiative with Jonathan Irons, who I think her family, because she's an evangelical Christian, actually, and I think her family met him through, like, Christian ministry or, like, prison prison ministry. ministry. Yeah, and, you know, the interesting thing is, like, he, he was convicted at 18. 16, I thought. I think it's 18. Oh, okay. And he served, what, 23 years in prison. Mm-hmm. And now, like, he's wrongfully convicted. Yeah, he just was released July 1st, 2020. You know, the thing I appreciate about her more so than, like, I, I won't say appreciate more so, but one thing I really appreciate is that she hasn't made this about herself. No, not at all. And so, like, we don't see her, like, hoarding attention like she's she's really doing the work and sometimes she's doing it in silence. Oh, a lot of it she's doing in silence and I think honestly if she didn't have to announce to the WNBA that she wasn't coming back, I don't even think that we would really know about any of this at all. She just believed that he was wrongfully convicted and this is what's crazy is she's not just giving up the WNBA season. WNBA players in order to like compensate their salaries, they have to They play in Europe, Europe too. So they play in Europe and they play during the WNBA season. She's cutting out both of those. And 2020 was supposed to be an Olympic year. So she said in January she was also going to forego on the Olympics. That's a lot of things to say fall back on in terms of saying I'm just I'm going to dedicate my life to ensuring that someone else gets their life back. Yeah. So just for a little bit of background, Irons was, there was a homeowner who was like shot in the head during an assault and the homeowner testified that Irons was the person who did it, but apparently. And and we know that eyewitness testimony is. Flawed. Extremely flawed. Flawed, flawed, flawed. But there was not only that, there were no other corroborating witnesses. There were no fingerprints. There were no footprints. There was no DNA or blood evidence to connect Irons to the crime, right? He was, oh, and he was 16, and he was tried as an adult. 
and then was found guilty by an all-white jury. And so she got to know him, her family got to know him through this prison ministry, and they did everything they could. She was just like, I need to be back home in Missouri, which is, that's where she's from. She's from Missouri. Oh, she also paid for, I think, a lot of his legal fees, if not the vast majority of his legal fees. And so one of the things that I really like about the WNBA outside of just Maya Moore is that they've really been as a collective, I feel like, about this life. And I don't know what we expect from a sport that has a high population of LGBTQ athletes and a high population of black athletes. High population. Black women. They're all women, right? And the ways that black women, um, black LGBTQ women have been on the front lines of transforming what we understand in terms of social justice for years, decades, since the beginning of time. And so, you know, the WNBA opening night, one of the reasons why I said it was so powerful is, like, they all had Breonna Taylor's name stitched to the back of their jerseys. Every single one. So they had their last name, and then they also had Breonna Taylor on the back. And then... On top of that, this is what was the most impressive. Like, okay, they had Black Lives Matter on the um, on the court, yeah. and they gave a speech about how they're dedicating the season to Breonna Taylor and other women that they're, whose names are going to be uplifting who were murdered through you know state-sanctioned violence. But when the sideline reporter would kind of pull one of them aside, right, like say Breonna Stewart or Sue Bird or um, Diana Taurasi, Diana Taurasi, Skylar, Skylar Diggs Smith. Every time, um, right, every time, <laughs> you just go list them all. I said babe. Oh. I said sorry. My bad. <laughs> she is married with a child, sir. But every time the sideline reporter pulled them to the side, what I was the most impressed about was she would be like, so how's your team doing? Or how, how, how have you all been working together since you've been in the bubble? And they'd be like, we've been working pretty well together. But really why we're here is to raise awareness about Breonna Taylor. Or we also would like everyone to know that the Kentucky Attorney General needs to bring charges against Breonna. Like every single time the sideline reporter asked anybody anything, just the unity in every Every single time they had something to say or they had the opportunity on this scale, right? They were on ESPN. They were also on, I think, CBS or ABC. They'd be like, and Breonna Taylor is, you know, it's been this how many days since Breonna Taylor or Breonna Taylor was a medic or we talked. It was just like, we're not going to let you forget her. Yeah, it was powerful. And, you know, one of my friends said something the other day. And I, as we kind of wrap up WNBA, this is something that maybe we can all think about. My friend Chris Watley said, I And I quote, he said, I just hope they don't use this activism as a way to end an already undersupported league. Yeah. I mean, oh, it's wildly undersupported. It it was just started in, what, 96, 97? 97. And so, and and then, like, we have a group chat. I was like, so, like, how many of y'all have ever been to a WNBA game? And no one had been to a WNBA game in the past 20 years in my group chat. Now, that's a small group chat, but it's just like, wow, like, how can we support them in a way that their efforts aren't futile? Yeah, I think that there are a couple of things there. I mean, now we can't buy tickets, I guess, but in normal times, like, do we just buy tickets even if we can't go to the game? They aren't on TV much, but, like, how do we support them? In their efforts. Um, I mean, I've bought some WNBA merchandise. I got me the, you know, the the orange orange T-shirt because the the hoodie was sold out really really fast. So I'm I'm glad that they were supporting them, being supported in that way. But I think one of the things is it's so hard because they don't have enough teams. I can't I can't get to a game right, and so 
I mean, I could. I could go to D.C., but I don't go to D.C. to go to any of the other games, to be quite honest. You in California. I'm in California. Do they have any? It's all the way in L.A. L.A. is like seven hours away from me. But I think that there's so many other things that we can do in terms of just like advocating for what they, when they are on TV, turn it on. You yeah. know how many games you could just turn on and not pay attention to even if you don't like the sport? Hey, right now, just buy a WNBA mask. A mask, a shirt, a something, right? And I think that one of the things that we have to start doing is understanding that it takes time to grow fans, right? So they've been around. The WNBA hasn't even been around yet for, I think, 30 years. And then you have to think about, like, how long has the NBA been around? Yeah. Like, almost double that amount of time. Probably, yeah, just about double that amount of time. And so making sure that when we see something that needs to be supported, like the WNBA, we, we tell people, go to games. Take your, take your girl to a WNBA game on the first date, y'all. You could do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, well. So baseball resumed last week. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess commenced. And, you know, baseball is actually one of the few sports that you can actually socially distance. Yeah, there's a lot. of. I mean, unless you're the home plate catcher. 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 Thank you. <laughs> I don't know where that was about to go. I had to clean it up. Yeah. With the exception of first. like. First. Yeah. The exception of like catcher, batter, if you're on base. But something really alarming happened. So last Saturday, apparently. A number of players, so greater than 12, tested positive for coronavirus from the Florida Marlins. Well, they're the Miami Marlins now. Sorry. I'm showing my age. (laughs) And so the organization made a cognizant decision to allow those players to play even after they tested positive. Which is crazy. The MLB is I have a lot of feelings about the MLB because not only do they are they having players test positive left and right, right? The Cardinals, I think today, like an hour ago, it was just released that they had several players test positive. And I wonder, did the Cardinals play the the Marlins last weekend? I actually don't know. I'll have to look it up. Mm-mm. Yeah, but so for me, it's kind of like, you know, the owner and like GM of the Marlins is one of my favorite players growing up, Derek Jeter, huge fan. And, like, at this point, like, I think you have to make him sell the team. Sell it? Yes. Like, you can't allow this. This is attempted murder. Sell the team? This is attempted murder. I mean, why? I mean, okay. So, the Cardinals did not play the Marlins last week. But I think think they haven't played them since, like, spring spring training. But the MLB, here's here's where I'm going with this. They were the first organization to start talking about a bubble. And then they decided against it. Not only that, they didn't want to pay the players, right? The players were like, okay, so we'll only get paid for the games that we play, bet. And then when they realized they weren't going to be in front of fans, the owners were like, oh, no, we're going to prorate that even more. And they were like, nah, you're not. So they almost weren't even going to have a season just off jump from that. And then you have players that are testing positive left and right. And the question is, like, 
what do you expect? You have these players traveling around the country just because they're playing in front of empty stands doesn't mean they're not at risk. How many hotels is that? How many buses is that? How many flights is that? How many people are you interacting with in and out? It's actually, I wouldn't, I don't know if I'm gonna call it attempted murder because they do have the option to opt out, but if you it's know a big, it, it's a bit, it's if a big you deal. knowingly put someone else at risk, even when they have the opportunity to opt out, Danielle. Let's say two people are consenting to have intercourse. Right. One person mm-hmm. knowingly has HIV. Right. That's attempted murder. Yes. They could opt out, in theory, and that I mean, if, but if it, it's consensual. But that it's not. It doesn't become consensual. It's no no longer consensual if you refuse or you don't like give them all of the pertinent information. If the players have all so, the so pertinent if the pl- information, if the players knew that the other team was positive. For coronavirus, they was like, I'm not going to play versus them, but like, knowingly. Is that not what happened? No, that's not what happened. The what other happened? team didn't know. Oh, okay. You're leaving out important details. The Marlins, the Marlins had a number of players test positive, and the Marlins said, okay, y'all still going to play. Got it. And put the other team at risk. And the other team did not know. See, these are the details that I need. You just were like, oh, they, you know, I'm like, okay, well, if you go out there, you play with somebody got COVID, then you get COVID, then you just get COVID. That's your choice. You got to update me. My bad. Anyway, <laughs> but I, I will be very surprised if the MLB completes a full season. Like, I just don't see it happening in the way that all of this traveling. I mean, honestly, they should have taken the bubble option. Yeah, you know, the bubble issue, what I really think they should have done, they should go to, like, one of their spring training facilities. Like, so they have one in um, West Palm Beach. Mm-hmm. Then they have one in Tucson. Mm-hmm. And so they have, like, eight different fields there. And you just kind of make it like an AAU tournament, right? Yeah. Doing sort of like what, the, uh, what NBA is doing with their bubble. But keeping there has been a lot of pushback from professional athletes to kind of be isolated from their lifestyles well then you just don't play for extended periods of time i mean as this is my thing you're not going to put me at risk so if you don't want to be isolated from your lifestyle then don't be isolated from your lifestyle don't play and carry on let other people who aren't trying to kill other people play in the bubbles or play wherever yeah i mean you know, those guys want to fly in someone that they met, that they slid in the DMs on IG. <laughs> they want to fly them in and for the weekend. Fly them into your house, not into the bubble. I'm good, love, enjoy. Exactly. <laughs> you can do what you do where you at, but so what, not in the bubble. What do you think about the NBA bubble, right? Like, so the NBA season started last night. Um, what do you think about that so far? I think. I hope that it works. I mean, it's it's been working pretty well from what I can see for for the WNBA. You know, Lou Williams went to uh, Magic City for some wings. I did see that. I did see Yo, that. Yo, so listen, there was this gentleman online who said, so what exactly is Magic City? And to Bakari Sellers, CNN <laughs> political correspondent, responds and says, it's an African-American cultural arts center. Did he really? Yes. I mean, there is a lot of culture happening. It ain't that. no lies been told. <laughs> Did you see what that meal looked like? Oh, my goodness. All I know is he was like, I wanted to get food. 
and then he ended up on Snapchat and he said that there were no there was no entertainment and that they had appropriately socially distanced but what was interesting to me was that he said that he was in and out and I'm like, mm, I don't know if you were in and out. He said, he, he said it was just carry out. Yeah. Did you see the Did you see the snap that got deleted? No, nah, I didn't see the snap. I'm not so sure that it was in and out, but you know, I'm not gonna pass. But the food looks so good. Oh my goodness. I mean, you know, a lot of chefs they start off at these establishments. Yes. Yeah. I mean, actually, the some of the best food I've ever had has been in one of a, 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 a like. Uh, establishment. The food be popping. I don't know what they be doing back there, oh, but it's you, good. You patronize those establishments? I, I have in the past, yes. And okay. the food is excellent. Okay. 10 out of 10 would recommend. <laughs> so you're a Yelp reviewer now? <laughs> okay, so the NBA, they started last night. I'll, I'll say this. I thought that I'd be really excited about the social justice messages on the back of the jerseys. Right. But I wasn't. Why? What What was wrong with it? I don't know. Well, first, education reform threw me off. And, you know, mm. I'm, I'm an advocate for education reform, right? But it just didn't seem like this was the place for it. Mm. I mean, I think I'm used to it because on the low, I have watched WNBA games. I really enjoy them. And WNBA jerseys be walking billboards. They got AT&T on a jersey. Yeah. They got, it's, their jerseys are so crowded with, like, endorsements because— It's kind of like FIBA, like— it, in Europe, but basketball in Europe, they have, like, the sponsorships and everybody. Right. So, like, I think that maybe – are you sure that it was, like, it, it felt, like, out of place or that it just felt like the jersey was crowded? Well, so some of them, I just didn't – I just didn't like the design. Like, Black Lives Matter, how they made it, like, a half a rain – like, yeah. a half a semicircle. So, so somebody needs to get fired in the organ – like, the design The graphic design, yeah. Like, it, it just didn't feel right. Yeah. And then I was watching, I was like, dang, man, that looks like, I didn't have my glasses. I was like, dang, that looks like Zion Williamson, but his last name is Peace. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh, man, that is Zion. I'm so weak. Um, But then it's interesting to see a number of players who are active in social justice. Mm. They decide not not to put anything on the back of their jerseys, like LeBron. I mean, I think that in that context, we already know what LeBron stands for. He said Black Lives Matter wasn't a movement. It was a lifestyle, right? Facts. So I think— LeBron is such an inspiration. I'm so happy I can root for him now because he's on my team. (sighs) I root for LeBron James. I have never and probably will never. I put probably there because you never know, root for the Lakers. But— I'm going to ask Mr. Bell about that. You ask Mr. Bell. Mr. Bell got the same conversation that you get, Okay. Ain't no Lakers fans over here. (laughs) Lake show. But, yeah, so I think with particular athletes, like, I mean, he's worn the I Can't Breathe shirt. He's been, you know, he's doing education reform. He's doing all of these things. And so at the end of the day, like, I don't even think that he probably felt like it was necessary. Like, y'all know what I stand for. What's good? Yeah, in in the other part of that, you know, some people were calling them out and they were saying, hey, like, we shouldn't, we shouldn't have this bubble. We want to focus on on social justice like Kyrie Irving. Right. Now, I'm a Who preface. supplemented WNBA salaries? salaries. Yes, I will. Uh, but I'm a preface this by saying it, it seemed weird that it came from Kyrie Irving considering that Kyrie Irving wouldn't be playing regardless because he's hurt. Mm. So I didn't think that he should have been the messenger for for that message, per se. Plus, I mean, you know, Kyrie Irving is a flat earther and all that. Like, 
And he went to that school in Durham, so. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, LeBron has, he's been doing this. Yeah, for Um, a long, long time. I mean, we talked about that on our Michael Jordan episode, Republicans Buy Sneakers, too, is that. Michael Jordan won't ever be LeBron Raymond James. It's just, it just doesn't happen. Like, I mean, he, he has been this person since like I feel like he's matured within the game and so why would he ever need to put something on the back of his jersey when like he's right it's his lifestyle this is what he does and so like I'm thinking about that I'm thinking you know there are hella WNBA players that are opting out I think there was an NFL player didn't the first NFL player decide to opt out of the season a number of NFL players have okay. opted out um, but they don't have a plan moving forward for the NFL I really well, think that well, they're so, trying to do it like the MLB so they they kind of have a plan but like they have to get tested like every day that's a lot of sticking that thing up your nose it, no, that's <laughs> not as bad as people try to make it seem it looks scary to me it, it's just a big q-tip the thing about the nfl i'm gonna be curious about if they're gonna do something with the mask mm. can they have like face shields but where's the ventilation where's the fresh air you'll be breathing in your hot breath yeah i mean i've seen some mock-ups for a few but I mean, the basketball players didn't play with masks on. Yeah, but they're all in the bubble at this point. Oh, that's right. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like the NFL, either you bubble up or you drop out. Like I don't see that. I don't see that happening safely. You got people at the bottom of piles, like all that breathing and stuff yeah. on everybody. That's they, a contact sport. They had an agreement last week that the players seem to be pleased with so far. Okay, which is. I don't know all the details about it, but basically you have to get tested like every day. So first, everyone got tested like three days before camp started. Then they were tested again. And then you get tested like every single day. But do you have any restrictions on your behavior? Yes, there are some restrictions, but I like I think you aren't supposed to be anywhere with more than 15 people. But. Hell, it only takes one person to get yeah, That's to what you, I'm right? saying. All it takes is one person. And I feel like if you're not bubbling up, you got to think about how many players are on a football team, right? Hella players. Then you got to think about how many coaches. 53 on the active roster. On an active roster, right? But then don't you also have the practice team? The practice team. You have, they, football has 511 coaches. 511. I don't know. I don't know the exact number, but I know it's a, it's a heck of a lot of, of coaches. And then you got got everybody on the medical it's a lot of people for one football team you've got to be encroaching like 80 people like period and how many football teams are there 32 yes you don't bubble up that's a lot of people keep track of and all it takes is one person bubble up that's what i'm saying i I just don't see it like being feasible if they don't and i think what we're seeing in major league baseball is like the foreshadowing of what's going to happen in football. And you know, college football, they're they are like adamant about, hey, we're gonna we're still gonna have this season. You know, one of really? the Really? I yeah. did not know that. I thought yeah. they were gonna drop out. No, nah, they have they have a few exceptions. Some of them aren't playing non conference games, but they plan to have a season. You know, one of the top players at Virginia Tech has opted out. His yeah, I mother saw that. you know, his mother died from coronavirus. I did not know that. Yeah. But and, and then like Looking at high school recruiting, so, like, UNC, we have a young man who was scheduled to graduate class of 2021. Mm-hmm. He committed to UNC. He was a top 100 player in the country for his class. 
he reclassed because he was like, I'm not going to be able to play in high school in high school this year. So he reclassed and he enrolled in UNC's already on campus. Oh, wow. That's uh, that's moving really fast. I just I, this is my question. I understand that part of the motivation to do this is not just because people want to watch it on television. But I, I have to think that part of this motivation is in terms of bringing in revenue. How do you make money with football if you're not selling tickets? I don't know. I'm just asking. I I don't know. How how what is the urgency? Like are you not just expending a lot of money and not getting any money in? Is it the endorsements that people want to see on television? Is the commercial? Like I don't I'm trying to figure out where is the revenue? What is the rush? Why are we putting these kids lives at risk like this? I think in some ways the television deals they can still generate some revenue that way. Okay. And they feel that some revenue is better than zero revenue. Because just kill the kids while we're at it. Well, all right, we, we, go, we go to college in a second, but when we look at NBA uh, uh-huh. at professional, let's just talk about football. Initially, there was an idea of like let's cut the salary, like let's not have any salaries, let's just freeze the year. Mm. A common misconception is that because you play professional sports, that you actually like have a lot of money. It's not true for the WNBA. It was not just. I mean. Uh, NBA, NFL, a lot of those guys are living paycheck to paycheck as well. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, nah, we need to be paid. Right. And so the owner's like, well, if you want to be paid, you need to work. And so, like, oh, there's one provision in the NFL's agreement that if you opt out, like, if you are, I think if you're under two seasons, mm-hmm. if you opt out, you get $150,000. Wow. And if you're over two seasons, you get three hundred and fifty thousand dollars and it counts as a year towards your retirement okay so in in the nfl like you get a pension forever if you play three i don't know if it's still this way i think it is under the cba three years and three games and you get a pension forever forever suit me up put me in coach and and so i could be a kicker i could try and so you see some of these (laughs) players like honestly like I, I won't ever question people's motivation for opting out, but there are some players who probably would be cut this year and wouldn't make I any money. I mean, that's money. brilliant. Yeah, go ahead. They're saying, I'm going to opt out and I'm going to make this 150 and like just be on my own for the year. Mm. And and honestly, and so this is the other piece about NFL or professional sports in general, you pay taxes in every city that you play in. So um, that's one of the lures of playing Miami Beach plan in Texas because they don't have state income taxes. Right. Okay, okay. And so you don't pay it. So sometimes players may take a little bit less money to play in those places, but they'll make more money over the year because they don't have to pay as as much in taxes. Because the average professional athlete pays, like if you play for the Washington football team, you're going to pay like 50 to 51% of your salary in taxes. Oh, wow. Speaking of the Washington football team. That's how we've been referring to it for a while. For I mean, I think, I think we need some dividends. I really, I really think we should. I thought that what was really frustrating to me about that situation was the number of people that were like, oh, Dan Snyder's finally waking up. No. FedEx said, hello. Nike said, we're removing all your merchandise. It was a financial decision. I don't give him no credit. What no Deion Sanders said, if it don't make dollars, it don't make sense. And that's exactly how he made that decision. And I think that I also saw an article that I found was really interesting. There's this random man who has been buying up 
potential Redskins. That was genius. Brilliant. Yeah, I mean, the— He's trademarked, like, all of the potential names. Yeah, literally. Anything that might have to do with anything with, like, a red, anything that might have to do with, like, a possible—you know, any anything He's that has to do with that. He's about to eight. make so much money. And it was brilliant because, honestly, when you think about it, eventually the name was going to go. Yeah. Eventually it was. And he was like, I just hope I'm alive while it, while it, when it goes. So here on the record, what do you want the name to be? Uh, I have so many things that I want. I, one of the names that I thought that was really interesting that I was super into was uh, nominated by, I believe, a person from a tribe. I don't remember which tribe. I should probably remember. But it might have been the Navajo Nation. Um, suggested the Washington Code Talkers to honor the Native American. Yeah, I think the the Native American men during World War II, one of the reasons why we were so successful is because we used, I think, a language, a Native American language, I think it was Navajo, that they just could not crack because it didn't have Romantic or Germanic roots. Yeah, and we used that, like, through the Vietnam War. Yeah, we used basically this Native American uh, language was one of the reasons why nobody could crack our codes and get out and get information from us and so like it won us several wars like a click language or something yeah yeah Yeah. and so it i think that that would be really cool i I I, I, I like that the premise behind it but that's that may be a mouthful of code talk i don't know i mean i think most of the things that other i've heard the red tails now selfishly i kind of like the red tails because of the history right i mean i just figured that if they were going to move from a derogatory image of like a native american it might behoove them to like move towards something that was positive positively reflected native american not to mention the washington football team was the first team that had a black quarterback win a Super Bowl. Yeah, but they were also the last team to integrate. So, (laughs) I mean, they're on both sides of the coin. They had to be forced to integrate. So, it's just, it's a bit much. So, as we, as we, like, head into our wrapped up mode, what are, one of the things that has brought all of this is brought back into the headlines has been the national anthem. And, you know, there was a big blow up as it related to the WNBA. And I think that's super important. Whoa. Well, that's some sports news for you right there. (laughs) So hot off the press. Right. Apparently a judge has overturned the Boston Marathoners um, bombers Death, death sentence. sentence. So he was originally sentenced to death, and apparently that is no longer a thing. So there's some hot off the press sports news for you right there. Yeah, three judge panel of the first U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals in Boston has overturned. I I gotta find out those those details. We'll come back. We'll come back to that on another another time. But the national anthem. To get back to what I was saying, this has brought it way back into the spotlight. And uh, President Forty Five was supposed to throw out a pitch uh, for the New York Yankees. Declined. No, he accepted, then declined. You mean um, the man who wants to um, delay the election? Delay the election. Yes, the one that everyone said that he wouldn't try to delay the election. But anyway, back to the national anthem. Everybody's upset about it. What What are you thinking? What What do you think is the way forward? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's one of those things where if you see sporting events in other countries, like I don't see any other country who who has a national anthem before games. 
with the exception of like the Olympics, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really after actually that they they play the national anthem in the Olympics only if you win. Yeah. I mean, you know, thinking about it historically, like they didn't sing the national anthem. The national anthem wasn't a thing until I think World War II and attempting to like drum up patriotism. But we all know that for the most part, most of the teams, they're not even on the field until it became a big thing with the NFL. But they, after 9-11. After 9-11. But prior to that, they were in the locker room during the national anthem. Like, I'm thinking back to, again, we love you, Whitney. Her uh, 91. Sheesh, Super Bowl. Super Bowl. I don't even think the athletes were on the field for that. With that windbreaker. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I, I genuinely don't think the athletes were on the field for that. Bring tears to my eyes to this day. And, I mean, I'm just, I think that the way forward is either you stop playing it or you just don't have the athletes on the field. Well, they they have the right to protest however they feel like. I it. mean, at this point, though, this is my issue with it. Like, it feels somewhat performative mm. when you see, like, okay, now everyone's going to kneel now. Okay. Or everybody's going to lock arms. And in some ways, I feel like, that's just a means to an end. Like, oh, we're we're going to do this one time, and then after that, everything's going to go back to normal. Oh, you mean like your football team? I don't have a football team, remember. Oh, okay. I was just, you know, your past football team, the Cowboys, Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones took a knee. Yeah, that one time. <laughs> remember, I left the Cowboys because of the National Anthem protest. Yep. And I, I, I appreciate you for that. That's that's. That's that's being real because a lot a lot of people didn't do that. Yeah, but yeah, I, I mean, so at this point it's just like the gesture, but it doesn't feel authentic. Like every time someone does it, I get an alert on my phone. Oh, the Lakers and Clippers took a knee. Like okay, like it's expected now. Yeah, well, also the NBA didn't weren't they going to get fined regardless if they took a knee initially? Yes, initially, but that was even before the Kaepernick um, situation. So I don't know. We'll we'll figure it out. I don't know really what. I'm glad that sports are back. What do they do in the NBA? Like, I don't know if we have anybody who's openly like Jehovah's Witness now. Mm. But do they punish them? They shouldn't. Actually, I listened to this fantastic podcast the other day about how everything that we know about the First Amendment has to do with Jehovah's Witnesses suits, like lawsuits. Every, everything that we know about the First Amendment and why it's such a big deal has to do with, like, Jehovah's Witnesses sending things to the higher court and winning. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what they do. You know, actually, that was my first experience with, I guess, a protest of, like, the Pledge of Allegiance. Mm. Because they started this thing when I was in school that you had to say the Pledge of Allegiance every morning. And I had a classmate who never stood up and so i was like i'm just curious kid like hey man why, why don't you stand up with this he was like i'm jehovah's witness like i'm pledged to anybody but my jehovah mm-hmm. i was like wow like and this is like second grade i remember that i don't know i we should do some research and figure out if there are any jehovah witnesses in major league sports i'm sure there. i mean statistically i, speaking, I, I know Darren, somebody i know darren collison was but he retired mm. i don't know let's look it up all right. Let's look it up. I don't 
know if there are too many solutions that we can offer for today because, you know, solutions oriented. But I think that one, I was just about to say that support the WNBA, turn on their games, show up for them like they're showing up for literally the rest of the world. The number of women who have just said that they weren't going to play this year to focus on social justice is crazy. And, you know, Really making sure that we're thinking about advocacy and just don't, especially like don't put these women down. Like you think about the NBA, the NBA actually spits its revenue 50-50 with the men's players, right? In the WNBA, players receive just 20 to 30% of the league's revenue. So it really does like when we're talking about advocacy when we're talking about just you know showing up buying merchandise watching their games or just putting their games on silent if you don't feel like watching the game so they can get the viewership or what have you it really really goes a long long way and just I honestly a solution for me is to go check these women out on their social media pages because they are creating very actionable steps if you want to figure out how you can be a part of the you know the justice movement that's happening that's sweeping the nation right now and hopefully will continue to sweep this nation for a long time until we get what we want which is you know liberation really check out these women and see what they're doing and bringing to the table I mean I know I will I WNBA stand from this point out. That's that's the goal. <laughs> so, did we eat today? I think we uh, were very informative. I think we could have done better with our solutions this this time. All we had was like just hang out with the WNBA players. But you know, noted for moving forward. I'm just trying to be like Maya Moore in life. But Asia Wilson is my favorite. Hey, Sorar. <laughs> Las Vegas Aces. That's my team. That's, I just decided just now. But she's my favorite player. So how close is Vegas to you if LA is seven hours? Um, uh, Probably like five. Okay, so you need, you need to carry yourself to a game. <laughs> okay, next time I go to Vegas when there's no COVID-19, I'll make sure I'll pop in. And mostly, I don't even think I'm a Vegas Aces fan. I'm just an Asia Wilson fan. So I'll go and support my Thorar. Indeed, indeed. Well, thank y'all for listening. See y'all next week.